0: everyone and welcome to our Live Better podcast. I'm Casey and today joining me is Laura Hawthorne. I'm going to let her share a little bit with us. Um, her knowledge and just experience in the lending world at Centric is um, just something that we can never take for granted. So I'm going to let her share some things today and we'll talk about debt. Um, all month we've talked about debt, good versus bad, um, what too much debt looks like for someone, um, how to improve you know your credit score with your debt, Um, all the things that just are going to help you be debt-free because that's a goal that we all have, right, Laura? It
1: is. Thank you, Casey, for having me. Of course. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, so, you know talking about debt, what is debt? You know, of course, when we owe somebody money, that just means that we are in, in debt to them. Um, and so I'll let you share a little bit, Laura, like your experience here at Centric and, you know, what you do and how um, how we help our members um, and our, how our focus is not just on lending to them, but helping them manage those things and where their debt is concerned. Sure.
1: Um, well, you know, I've been with Centric for It'll be 21 years in August, and uh, primarily my role has been lending money, and over the course of the 20 years that I've been here, um, we have always tried to evolve into loaning people and educating people on how to borrow money so that they get the best rate that they possibly can get, and that they save the most money that they possibly can. So...
0: You know, when we are trying to save people money, um, like you mentioned, their rates, um, you know, saving them the most money by getting them the lowest rate. A lot of times they don't even understand how to arrive at a low rate unless they just they know Oh, I need to have a better credit score. And so teaching them that not only having a great credit score, but The capacity of debt that they're able to have um, and what's a good fit for them um, is something that I had to learn early on, you know, wanting to buy a super expensive vehicle on not so like on a starter income is something that I had to be open my eyes, you know, my eyes had to be open to um, as far as a young person and taking on so much. It's just not going to put me in a good place, and so that's something that um, my husband and I, you know, we we learned that um, there's there's a good there's good debt we like to say, and there's bad debt. And so, just share with us a little bit about like what what's good versus bad. You know, what can be considered good. You know, it's a good thing to go out and get a loan for this, and then what would maybe send somebody down the wrong path with debt.
1: Well, I would say um, for starters, good debt is. Um, you need a little bit of help to get something that you need to support in you in your um, in your career in your home um, so for example, a car loan is good debt. Um, you can also veer towards bad debt, you know, but that's going to depend on what your income level is, making sure that you're shopping properly for a vehicle that actually fits into your finances, making sure you can afford what it is that you're purchasing. And that's where we come in. Um, As part of our counseling um, sessions with our members, we really evaluate where they are financially, knowing that they need good, reliable transportation, and try to steer them to a price range and help them find a vehicle that falls into that price range so that they're not overbuying where they'll struggle later.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, A mortgage is good debt, but sometimes, uh, obviously, you have to develop your credit and your payment history in order to qualify for a mortgage. So it's really important, you know, um, now we are starting to see trends of younger borrowers that are trying to move into that first-time home buying program. So we're able to educate them sooner and help them get those Uh, Credit lines built and that payment history built so that when they're really ready to purchase that home, they're already set and they're not having to fix a whole bunch of stuff later, um, which we do as well. Credit cards, um, people like to think of them as bad debt, um, but really and truly are not bad debt. But you can handle them wrong, which is what makes people think that they are bad debt. Credit cards are a really good example of showing creditors how well you're able to manage debt. Because if, let's say, I have a $1,000 credit card, but as a creditor, when I see that account, if I only see a small balance, I know that you're not charging it up. You're not maxing it out. And if you do have to put a good bit on it for an emergency or whatever other type of reason, you're having the resources to pay that balance back down. So that one can be a really good use of debt if it's managed well.
0: Yeah. So just talking about credit cards, too, going back to that, you know, I've I've heard so many times um, when we get into the counseling process, you know, especially when someone doesn't have a credit card and you mentioned that, they are, they're scared. And as long as we're having those conversations and letting, you know, as long as you understand as a consumer that you're responsible for this and being responsible with it is going to help you in the long run. Exactly. Um, yeah, I know, I know you can speak more to this, but a credit card can improve your credit score in so many ways and not not tackling, I mean, not putting on too much debt um, on that credit card is going to help you.
1: Oh, yes. Um, a credit card, if you currently do not have a credit card, a credit card can bump you almost 100 points just from having it open, giving it a little bit of time to resettle into your credit score and not over utilizing it um, can bump you just that far. 30% of your credit score is calculated based on how much availability you have on credit card revolving debt available. So, I mean, that is one of the quickest and easiest ways to help a person see that change, which I also think... You know, too, a lot of people aren't very patient. So if they're looking for an immediate, almost a gratification standpoint, is that's one of the products that we can offer them. Then they'll catch hold and understand that we really are working towards that. And then that makes them strive to work harder Yeah. in the other areas.
0: It's definitely a great way um, for you to see quick improvement. I I can guarantee you that. Yes. Um, There's also, you know, when we're talking about debt and just – making sure we don't have too much debt. You know, like I had mentioned in the beginning, capacity is a thing. Um, You know, there's some rules and some things that you can look out for. Of course, you mentioned your credit cards. You don't want to max those out. That's a clear sign that you might be in in over your head. Um, There's some other signs like, you know, if you don't have an emergency fund set up and you're, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, but Also, um, your debt to income ratio, you know, a lot of times um, we mention that in our counseling sessions, if we meet with someone one on one or if they're denied for a loan, we say to them, well, your debt to income is too high. Talk to us a little bit about that, what that means.
1: Well, debt to income... Uh, And a lot of people don't know what you're talking about. Um, I have to remind the staff all the time as we work with this information all the time. So you really kind of have to break it down for members that aren't dealing with this. This is not their career. So to give them a really good example, especially when it comes to debt to income from a lender standpoint, we only use um, outstanding loan debt and rent. Or your housing payment to calculate what percentage are you in your in your income space um, and what will we typically try to stay below 40% but that 40% does not include all of your other expenses so it's almost better not to even explain it as a debt to income situation but really take it one step further and uh calculate where their money goes like we do in in our counseling sessions you know really break down that budget and see where their money is going because even though technically their loans are covered by that percentage we'd like to stay in if they have a lot of extra that's not calculated then they're not going to have the income to support the Long that they're requesting,
0: right. yeah, so I've um worked with um this this sweet girl one time, and she was um sharing with me that she was approved for an audit, it wasn't here. she came to us after the fact, and um she. She was approved for the auto, but it was too much car for her. And so uh, we we got to looking at everything. And, yeah, she was approved on paper because of her credit score and because her debt to income wasn't going to be too high, meaning that when she added that debt, she still had the income to cover it. But they didn't sit down with her and talk about her other bills. And you're absolutely right. That's exactly what happened with her. And she was a single mother working, you know, as many hours as she could. And her income, you know, could not cover that new auto loan that they had put her in, that new car, and then all the other bills that she was responsible for. And so it's so important that you actually have someone in your corner. You know, like you mentioned, we actually go through the whole process with you and not just say, okay, you're approved for this amount. Go and pick out whatever you want. We want to make sure that you're in reliable transportation um, and that it's actually going to work for your family correct. not just not just here to lend you the money and send you on your way
1: correct right yeah. I mean it, well I see a lot um, there's couple, there's a couple of areas one is typically um, young people that have recently probably graduated from college some tend to have large amounts of student loan debt well student loan debt can be good debt again if utilized correctly but sometimes they overborrow to compensate expenses that they had during college that will create a burden in the long run because the payment calculation that the student loan industry puts on it will make an astronomical payment right um with vehicles as well Keeping, um, making sure that the vehicle that they're looking at one is reliable, that is first and foremost always my um, biggest piece. A lot of people like to look for older luxury cars because they really want that Mercedes Benz, (laughs) but you're looking at trying to finance a ten year old one in the midst of really trying to. You really don't want to purchase a ten-year-old vehicle. You know what I'm saying? If you can get away with it, so a lot of the a lot of expenses, especially probably in the case where with your um, young lady who's a single mother, you know, one of the questions we do not typically ask as a lender is how much are you paying in childcare? Childcare is expensive, yeah. Especially if you know if you're not fortunate to have you know a family member who's able to provide that time. Um, another thing that never that typically does not get calculated as well is uh, car insurance. Car insurance itself is based on credit score, credit history, driving history, um, how many other insurance policies you have within that insurance company. So there's discounts available but typically the young person has to start somewhere and that insurance is going to be a little on the higher end. Right. I have seen cases where the insurance costs more than the car note. And so you really want to help you really want to help get them in a vehicle one that's reliable, two that they can afford, but three if there's going to be mechanical issues, if there's going to be additional expenses, insurance Included that they can really afford those as well. Yeah. So it's really important that we go outside the debt box right. and really evaluate their whole situation. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's not just about that loan and just like I said, just giving them the loan and going on. All those things are factored into it. And if we don't do our and you know our due diligence on that end of it, they're going to be right back to us saying, "Hey, I can't afford this that's because correct. we didn't look at all those other factors." So it's a very good point. Um, we also, you know, when you When you take on debt, when you um, really just add responsibilities um, to your plate, you know, there's different ways to manage that. And um, I know just as a young person and um, after I started working at Centric, um, going through the Live Better training that I went through and actually becoming a Centric certified or credit union certified counselor, Learning how to manage debt was something that I wasn't taught prior to being eccentric. And so I was incredibly blessed to learn that here. Um, just to know that there's other students and young people who have no idea and even some older people you know my parents have recently um, confided in me the fact that no one taught them how to do their finances they just made the money took on whatever debt they needed and that's just kind of how they managed they just made sure they had money after their bills were paid and to them that was positive that's right but it it has to go a step further um, when we talk about managing bills so just you know um Simple things like being organized with your debt, um, you know, making sure that you know who you owe and how much you owe. You'd be surprised whenever I do some of, um, the budget sessions, you know, I I meet with people and they want me to create a budget. They want to find some savings. They have a goal in mind and we can do that, you know, for the member, um, But just knowing who and how much you owe and when you owe them is is something that a lot of people don't have organized. Um, So that's one of the steps um, I would definitely say um, that we've got to pay attention to. And that pushes us to debt freedom. You know, if you can manage it well, you're going to be able to take care of what you owe and then maybe even pay it off early. So what are some things and maybe some steps that um, you would you would recommend, Laura, or that you've seen that maybe have worked for people whenever it does come to paying off the debt that they owe and maybe even getting it done a little bit faster um, than they would have expected?
1: Well, I will say that um, the debt snowball is, my, is probably my number one favorite. Um, a lot of times we will see people who will come in to apply to consolidate them. They may not quite be in a position where we can actually do that for them, but we can give them that tip. You know, Debt Snowball is where I take the lowest possible balance credit card and I apply as much as I possibly can to it so that it pays off faster. And then I take the money that I was putting towards that one and I apply it to the next smallest bet balance if you attack smaller balances you'll see them end quicker this will get you a little closer to the light at the end of the tunnel yeah and once it, once you have that momentum and you see yes i can do this yes i can get to where i want to be then you are more motivated that helps us on the lending side because if we sit down and we make that plan and we have that discussion and that's a step that you're going to take and then you come back 6 months later as a follow up and we can really see that you've stuck to that we're more able to then say okay let's go ahead and do this all at one time and combine what's left so that that credit availability that capacity in those revolving cards is more open right. so you kind of tackle you know two birds with the one stone but you really got to show that effort um, to have that self control and that self motivation to get to that, that, past that first hurdle. Yeah.
0: The first time I ever heard of the debt snowball, I was um, at a Kelly Brantley seminar. And Kelly Brantley, you know, is one of our Dave Ramsey certified counselors that we have. And she actually has an office um, located in Ruston. For those of you who may not know, and so um, I was sitting through one of her seminars, and I just love it. Every single time I hear something different out of it, you know, it's a um, it's a very organized presentation, and I just get so much out of it every time. But she was talking about the debt snowball the very first time, and I was like, well, what is this? And it really made a lot of sense, but as she mentioned, a lot of people— um, they want to pay off things based on their rate. So if they have something that's same as cash, they just put that to the end of, you know, the concern. And then if they have something with a high interest rate, they're concerned about paying that down. And she was mentioning, you know, as I'll mention today, that it's not a motivating way to pay stuff off because that high interest rate loan may may have a bigger balance. And if you're focusing all your time on that, like you said, that's not motivating and it's going to take a long time.
1: Especially if your budget's already squeezed and you don't have a lot of extra cash to apply to those types of things it will take you longer to reach your end goal
0: yeah yeah, for sure. Um, just, you know, again, staying on top of the things that you, owe, like I mentioned, um, knowing who and how much, just creating a budget to allow yourself um, the focus that is needed is going to help you pay down those things too. And just taking advantage, like we said, of the resources that even the credit union has to offer. And, you know, you can go out there and Google a budget. You know, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of tools out there, but we do have those available. Um, and then, um, you know, just... One of the things that helped m- myself and my husband was a debt payment calculator. So we, uh, you actually can put in how much debt you owe and a little bit of other information, and it can tell you if you pay this much or this much, e- this much extra, you'll pay it off in this amount of time. That was an eye opener for us, um, and I've recommended that to a few people too because we want to see it on paper. We're like, okay, if we pay a hundred extra dollars every month, like how soon am I going to get rid of this piece of debt? Right. So
1: my husband is like that as well. Um he is very much focused on our emergency fund. Once he once he sets a goal and he gets us there, even though we have the savings, he doesn't want to he does not want to go below that balance. Yeah. And the more he saves, the less he wants to go up, you know below that new goal balance, mm-hmm. and that's really helped us um, be able to save you know we we purchased a house last year um thankfully um it's a beautiful house we love it, and um I never thought that we would move, and we were actually able to put down the twenty percent so that we were able to save the p m i that the mortgage company was going to charge us
0: that's huge
1: that is really huge um and it had you know it took obviously it took a while to get there, but we were very diligent. And making sure that those funds were allocated for that particular purpose. And, you know, sometimes we just had to make sacrifices on other things that we want for a different time period. And, you know, just having that goal and really being motivated towards that goal really helps in the long run.
0: Yeah, that's very important. And um, with everything that we do and talk about, you know, setting a goal and you know creating a path or steps to get there is is a huge thing that you know you can do Um, so many good things for your family and um, motivating them and, you know, just pushing yourself to the goal. And so um, I just think that's huge. And I think that's one of the things that we strive to do here at Centric. Not only do we do it in our personal lives, that's evident, but we also share everything that we've learned with our members. And that's what I think just sets us apart is to be able to share those personal experiences and say, hey, I've been here and I'm not over here, just got all my ducks in a row and had them in a row for years. Like, We've gone through things, and um, that helps us share this. And so um, just just know that if you need someone, you can reach out to us. You know, Laura will meet with you. I will meet with you. Um, but we definitely just have um, the resources available, you know, just whether it's a budget or actually sitting down with someone for a full blown-out session. Um, either way it goes, we're here for you, and we can do that. So um, next month we'll be talking about auto buying a little bit more, and Laura mentioned that, and we'll have Scott, and he's one of our, Um, lenders here at Centric as well. And so we're going to go into depth about that, Um, but it all falls back to the debt. So um, if you have questions about it, or um, you really just are interested to know more about what we can do for you, just reach out to us. Um, You can visit us online at mycentric.org, or you can call us um, at 318-340-9656. You can also reach out to us via MassCentric video banking. Um, that is something brand new that we've launched. Um, we're we really want to make it the most um, accessible, um, or we want to make Centric the most accessible to all of our members. And so, um, for anyone willing to reach out uh, via video banking, um, super convenient way to get all of your banking done. You can find this on your Google Play Store or the Apple App Store.